The Luck Stops Here podcast with Scott Bowser is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. That's right, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH for a 50% deposit bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. That's $500 in free play. You can deposit and cash out in Bitcoin and gamble even further on the crypto markets. You can go to their online casino. You can do online horse racing. And, of course, the world-famous online sportsbook that offers the most prop bets. That's what I right. That's right. That's right. The most prop bets anywhere on the planet. I think I just made that up, but it doesn't matter because you can make up whether or not I made it up and bet that over at mybookie.ag. Please use promo code LSH and tell them Scott at the Luck Stops here sent you. All right, everybody. We are closing out the week with a strong episode here. I got an old buddy of mine. I haven't talked to him in a while. We were, we were catching up in the pre-show. Probably should have recorded that for the Patreon. You can uh, find that over at, uh, if you got the $5 a month to spare, and uh, Lord knows I need it right now, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash luckstopspod. And you can also, uh, if you if you don't got the $5, I understand, you know, uh, I... I, I I've been broke before, so what, what you want to do in that case is uh, go over to iTunes and give us a five-star uh, rating and leave a little comment, because that helps us with the rankings, and uh, that's what the man wants, and I appreciate you guys doing all that that have. We're almost to 100 likes on the show, Woo! and we're at episode 51 now, and I got a, my old buddy, Brian Street Team. Brian, how you doing, pal? Fantastic, my friend Scott. It's, it's fantastic to see you. It's been it's been far too long. Yeah, man. Like, uh, well, even when I like, you know, you're in San Diego still, right? Yeah, still in San Diego. Yeah. So, so, but I make my way to Vegas enough to where I guess I think next time I go to Vegas, I think we'll probably hang out. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't see why not. Because like, yeah. I hang out with all my. That's why I like going to Vegas. It's like hanging out with. I just go there to hang out with my friends. Dude, uh, I think the last time I saw you is when we did that bar show together in San Diego, where I drove down oh, with my buddy Justin. Yeah, I think yeah, it was a comedy it show. Was a, was Gordon, when a Gordon Downs booked me on it, I forget what. It yeah, was. yeah, that I ran that show for a while. I well, I ran that room, the open mic for like about a year. That was a so. fun show, dude. That was a, it was a good yeah. audience and shit, dude. I had fun. That was a, that was a, yeah, it turned into, it, honestly, it was fun because it's right down the street from my house and it started out as a really killer spot. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. I can just go there and work some shit out. And then I started hosting it. And when I started hosting it, they paid you and just drink token. <laughs> and so, and, and I would just go there and I would get, it was just getting wasted. I would just go there and just get drunk. I have uh, I have done a lot of hosting for booze in my day, and man, it it really does do a number on your liver after a while. That's why a lot of hosts flame in, flame out at certain locations because it's like you can only get like blackout hammered at the same place once a week for only so long. <laughs> yeah, dude, and then it starts to get sad after a while because yeah. like, that room was like dark anyway, so it was just like it would it would just hear like the gnarliest shit in that, and like and it's like. It would be it would just be silly. So then you see all these like sad, bad comics complaining about just like the worst shit ever, and you're sitting there drinking with them, and you're like, uh, uh. And after a while, I was just like, I gotta stop doing this, and I handed it off to some. You know, my buddy Ed Galvez actually. Um, one night he had a show at this bar. I think the, it's getting closed down. I don't know if it made it out of COVID, but the Lexington downtown LA. Where he had, he had a show there going, 
and then like there was an open mic after. Well, one night there was just wasn't many people signed up for the open mic, so everybody that was there just decided to get up and tell like the most fucked up, depressing story that they had, and it turned out to be a lot of fun and really funny. And so he turned that into a storytelling show that went before the stand-up show that he had. It became the, the storytelling show, then that, and then the open mic. But it was called TNT oh, Tragic and True Stories. And uh, it was always really, that was always a lot of fun because it's like, I, I, you know, all these stories that you're like, I would never tell that. And then it's like, oh, wait, that's perfect for that show. My favorite storytelling show, though, was uh, another one called um, that my buddy Mike O'Connell ran. I don't know if you know Mike O'Connell. Uh, uh, he's, he was the showrunner for Ken Jeong show on ABC, but he, uh, dude, Mike had this show called just drunken tales of glory and shame. <laughs> and it was, it was one of the fun. Cause I did that when I did that show it was with like Christian Duguay and Doug Mellard and all these comics that liked to party. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. everybody was like one, up. it was like a, it was like an AA like, okay, meeting. It was like an AA meeting where people are still drinking because everyone's just one up each other with the sword. I've had to go to court ordered AA meetings, and that's all it is: is a bunch of drunks one upping each other. <laughs> right? It's just like, oh, you, oh, really? You had that problem? Well, this is the problem I had. You know, now, pro- let's talk about Jesus. You know, what problem I had a glory hole. <laughs> a glory hole. That's right, a glory hole problem. No, uh, I'm, I'm so glad I got that soundboard working right now. See, last Dude. episode, everybody. Matt couldn't hear the sound drops, and now Brian can hear the sound drops, and I'm like a kid at Christmas unpacking gifts. It's like, I can say things like this just randomly, like, Before I die, I'm going to fuck me a fish. And no one can stop me. That's right. That's right. I'm going to fuck a fish. I, it's funny, because uh, Joanna, um, Joanna Angel, friend of mine, porn, porn friend of mine, she sent me a text. Uh, she's like, this is going to be my next movie name. And it said, "Real fish tacos? Hell no! Not if you get them. If you get them, not here or some shit like that. But that's like <laughs> real fish tacos here, sold here. Oh, that's what it was. Real fish tacos sold here. That's a good name so, for a movie. I mean, yeah, it's not as like real long. It's not as tedious as don't be a menace in South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. That I didn't. Even, <laughs> I thought that was like when I first heard that when I was a kid. I was like, that's the. I was like." But they already made don't Men- don't be a menace to society. How did yeah? They- it's the same movie. I'm so confused at that whole entire. And then the Wayans brothers like, smacked I- you with parody. I realized yeah. what it was. It was the Hot Shots, but with the Wayans brothers and doing ghetto movies. You know. There you go. Yeah, that's I- exactly it. That's I-, not racist. I-, I was an advanced kid. I was like, I understand Hot Shots. <laughs> I got Hot Shots. I went to. I remember I saw Hot Shots Part Two. Oh, that's a good one. At a for a at like my homies birthday party and we saw it in the movie theater then we went to taco bell that was big that was big living kids these days they think they have it so good that was like the best shit ever. i was fucking ecstatic for that that's how like you know broken downtrodden life was you know you know what i just realized dude is remember i was telling you i'm i'm experimenting with a new recording style and stuff now yeah, and, and it's working out great. I just did a check. You know, everything's recording. Uh, don't have to start start over or anything because that would be a bummer because we've already had some funny stuff. But I don't have my timer dude, to tell me how long I've gone, and so <laughs> um, I have a, I have a ballpark of how long we've gone already in my head. And so what I'm gonna do is just be like, okay, I'm gonna basically go. I know where I need to stop from here at least. 
I think. Oh, gotcha. So I don't want to go yeah, too long. How long, long. does it go? How dude, long do you, you do You know this? what? I've, dude, I've had a couple lately that have gone like an hour and 40. And uh, yeah. that's, I think that's a little too long. For... My, my, my wife is like, is this like, she's like, how long is this going to be? I'm like, I don't know. Like some time. Hey, I, I usually like, do like an hour. Do you remember the last podcast we did together? When I did my old one, Scotty Mouth podcast at my buddies in North Hollywood, when back when you lived in the Valley too. Yeah. And I got fucking lit like a Christmas tree Yeah, because we used to drink four locos on that show. (laughs) Dude, we were wasted. I was thinking about that. I was like, yo, and then I drove, I think I drove the company truck, allegedly, back to my house (laughs) from there. Oh, man. Because we had gotten, because you're like, we're going to get four locos and do a podcast. And I was like, fuck yes. I am into this. I was and, really trying pushing back then to get a sponsorship with them, but you know what I learned how to do is lean into g- degeneracy in a different way. Instead of a uh, gut rotting four loco that non sponsored me, I can do work with the great people over at mybookie.ag. You know. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that that sounds that's like a proper sponsor. You need a. I feel like well, I don't know. Are you see? That's the thing is like. I don't know what people. I haven't talked to a lot of people. Some people they get sober. They don't do drinks still. Are you are you no drinking? Are you do you have to go to AA? Did you have to stop before you died? What's the deal? Me? No. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not. Like I, I'll drink usually once a week or so. But like I, okay. I, I wait. I Same. wake up like five thirty in the morning for work. So uh, yeah, yeah, I don't like to drink on the weekdays. <laughs> it's just like. Uh, feel like shit when i wake up like it's like but usually yeah. i'll have a few beers like friday night or whatever I, I actually went out to the casino i mentioned this on the last episode i went to the casino last saturday night me and my buddy and just went and knocked back some uh some drinks and watched ball games in the sports book and like you know it was, yeah, yeah. It was a fun hangout but uh dude, like there's some shady ass guy there like super super shady guy wearing a, like a like like trying to look real, like he looked like an undercover cop, straight up. Just like, like he's cop. trying to look relaxed, but he's like jittery and all over the place. Like I don't, or, or he's wearing a he's wearing a wire for the cops, maybe you know. So, oh, gotcha, gotcha. But he's got like a fucking just like a shopping bag, but it's filled with stuff, obviously. And uh, <laughs> he had a he was wearing a fucking lay, and he had like a big plastic novelty tiki drink. And this is in my neighborhood, dude, over here in uh, Northwest Vegas. And so I was like, wait, dude, there's not a tiki bar around here for like, like ser- seriously, place. like eight, nine miles or something like that. And I was like, there's no way this guy just rolled in off the street from the Golden Tiki or Frank's Tiki Bar, you know? Like, right. Yeah. What's the one on the other side? There's one on the, like, there's one over uh, by the... I don't fuck it. It's like days or some shit like that. Frank, super Frank's is the one that, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the one that's owned by Evil Knievel's son. He also owns Evil Pie Pizza Spot in downtown on Fremont Street. Oh, sick! I've been to Frank's. Yeah, I've been to that. I've been to that. Spot. I haven't been there, <laughs> but I've been to the Golden Tiki. The Golden Tiki's tight, dude. Because like when you walk in, it's yeah. like it's in a weird strip mall in like uh, like Chinatown or whatever, Koreatown. I, oh, sick! Because here's the thing about Vegas. Someone they call it one side of the street says Chinatown, one side says Koreatown. If you go down to the other end of the the road, but then 
between point A and point B, it's nothing but like Korean spots or in Thai spots, Japanese spots. And it's like, well, it's, it's like, everything. It's between. every Filipino spots. It's like everything almost, but I mean, there's some Korean and Chinese spots, but it's like, it's really funny. It's just basically like Asia street. <laughs> like, Asia street. This is the Asia corner of Vegas. Yeah. This is where the most, the diversity ends. But yeah. it's funny. Cause you walk into this little off the strip mall into the golden Tiki. And when I went like, dude, like, they have the misters when you open up the doors. So when you open up the doors, it blasts you and cools you down. And you, before you kind of walk into the AC, it like preps you to be nice and chill when you walk in. And like, it was playing like the yo ho, yo ho kind of music, like old, like pirates kind of, it wasn't the actual right. Disney pirates or the Caribbean music, but it was something similar. And then you roll in and it's just a dope ass old school Tiki bar where there's like a fucking, like they have like underground, like surf rock bands that play there. It's pretty oh, sick. Yeah, it's fucking dope, dude. Like you, but you would not expect this like really dope like getaway kind of like retreat in this in dingy kind of strip mall. Yeah, like from the well, outside, like, it looks like nothing really. Like that's all. That's like all. In, the majority of Nevada is just like strip malls because I grew up in Tahoe, so oh, that's I right. Yeah, going to Reno and stuff. So like, and my parents live in Reno now, so uh, it's just that's like that's what. There's a strip mall, and then there's like some houses and some apartments, and then you go, and then there's a strip mall and some houses and apartment. And strip malls got the best little dive bars in them. Like my oh, my yeah. dad is oh. at a dive bar in a strip mall in in Reno right now. <laughs> like I can't confirm that, but like that's probably it. Or like or somebody he fucking knows is you know. <laughs> no, because Nevada drinking laws are weird because it's all twenty four hour drinking everywhere it's they all have video poker machines and the secret is is they all have good food so even if you're not a big drinker and you go you to get, bars you get really good food and you can do some gambling at these little like hidden gem spots like oh dude they'll be like that that's it too and that's like video poker and then you get in good with the bartenders there oh. and then you're getting you're you're getting a bar tab at the end of the night that's like 15 bucks yep and you're 18 drinks deep yep like Dude. it is it's a good it's a good like for the locals if like locals that's how you figure it out like, yeah you just like find a spot one of my local spots here the end zone like dude they'll do the it's two dollar uh 16 ounce miller light cans during like happy hour and they're usually like three bucks i think like a regular price yeah but okay here's the thing is if the bartenders know you and like you there if you're a local They'll give you the thirty-two ounce cans for the same price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, like you get hustles like that, dude. dude it's like, it's crazy so- how fat they'll hook it up. Like, dude, one of my local spots, it's like three twenty-five or three fifty for a fucking thirty-two ounce like Coors Light or whatever. Like, it's Miller yeah. like, It's like it's fucking ridiculous. It's like even if I was like even if and if I'm playing video poker, they're free. But it's like, even then, dude, it's like, I'm only going to drink maybe two, three, like three, four of those tops. If I'm getting there, sitting there getting wasted watching games all day kind of thing. So it's like, dude, my tabs never more than 20 bucks at these spots. Like, you're so right, dude. Like, yeah, that's like, that's why, like, that's, it's easy to be a fucking full-time alcoholic because it's not like you're blowing your whole paycheck on booze. You know, I'll say this, it is kind of scary because I wake up early and uh, go to work and like when I'm on the freeway in the morning, like this, just this morning, this happened an old man who was clearly plastered out of his mind, like playing video poker since like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. or whatever when he woke up because he's on the early bird schedule. Fucking like 
just was drifting over like two lanes. He was obviously just smashed, drifting over like two lanes. And then I got next to I fucking got around him. I looked over at him to make sure he like he wasn't having a heart attack and dying or something. And like, dude, the guy just looked at me with like a dumb, like cross-eyed drunk look, like Duh! Oh man. Cause he told the bartender, Utah, give me two. <laughs> make it two, Utah. Uh, dude, like yeah. But no, like, dude, it's crazy, like, because there, it, everything's three shifts. It's 24 hours state. So you have this, like, weird, like, some people drink from fucking 3 a.m. to 11 a.m. every morning. Yeah, like, that's their jam, too. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it, you do see that. It's That's a trip, like, in Vegas. Like, it's like, dude, that's like being in in the navy that's like the same shit we're a 24-hour schedule you know yeah yeah there's three shifts dude like i've gotten hammered at bars here where it's like you i started like because like the shifts go from like two to ten ten to six six to two or whatever so if i go there at like 9 30 and i'm there to like 6 30 in the morning i've gone through every shift yeah when you go through like uh if you get there like I, I have been at bars in Reno, especially Reno. It's not like, because that's like going back home and like hanging out with my old man and like just hanging out at the bar. And we've been there. We've got there before our homegirl would start her shift and then stayed her whole shift. And then after that, and then stayed to like the next person's shift and then left. Yeah, no, dude. I've, I've been there, man. <laughs> dude, my, one of my favorite spots over at the Suncoast Casino, not sponsored. Uh, Shout out. Is the uh the bowling alley lounge, dude. And like oh, I've looked, and most of the local casinos near me here have bowling alleys in them. Oh, word? Yeah. I yeah, I guess they do, huh? Yeah, and the cool yeah. the coolest thing about it to me is they all have bowling alley bar. So like, dude, the Red Red Rock has a cool like like oh. retro fucking like almost like a seven like it would be like if there was techno in the seventies, that's the I theme of a, their bar. I went to a porno party there. Like a couple of them, Red Rock. Like they were like, yeah, they because they like drove everybody there and did like a fucking. Uh, it was like a, a getaway. Yeah, that place rules, like, dude. Yeah, because it's like a fancy resort. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, that's fucking right. It looks more like a. It really looks more like a high end shopping mall than a casino. Yeah. yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, it looks like the the fucking um, the one that's on the five south. Like uh, City of Industry or whatever, kind of around the there. Citadel. It's got the, the Citadel. Yeah, yeah, that place. I just drove by that place a couple of weeks ago because I did a, I did a, I was in a extra in a movie, extra in the porno movie, man, just like you, Scotty. Just oh like hell you, yeah, Scotty. dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> I I have four credits, but you know what, dude? I got kind of screwed on it because I picked the name Girth Brooks, and Dan oh, Riley didn't know there was a gay porn guy named Girth Brooks already. And so all my credits that I did under Girth Brooks got credited to this other guy, including the roast of Brian Street Team, including uh, your starring vehicle. Where I did, I was, uh, I think I. Oh, that's right. The I think roast. I was credited as Girth Brooks in that because Joanna thought that was really funny. That was <laughs> like, so funny, dude. That was so. Oh my god, that. That's that's a great name though. It is a good name. I but you know what? I was gonna go with that or uh Marlon Bunghole. Marlon Bunghole? Ooh. That's kind of good because that's an actor, you know? Yeah. That's more of an actor. Yeah. So it's like 
Garth Brooks would be like a sing and like I, I sing and I act. Well, know? me and like, Cornell originally because I was gonna do Garth Brooks. I did Garth Brooks, but like Cornell was gonna do uh, Clit Black. We were gonna start like a whole like a whole country country, country star porn porn. name yeah so we had like uh well girth brooks clip black what was it bonnie raped i think (laughs) which is (laughs) i guess that's pretty bad i i think i was on i think i was on mushrooms when i thought of that one we were laughing pretty hard about it uh my good ideas happen on mushrooms no what was the other one i had though uh um oh toby queef toby queef Yeah, there's a bunch. Uh, you know what I was I'll thinking? Stick a boot in your pussy and make it smart <laughs> all the way. <laughs> I, I was thinking of funny. I was watching Tin Cup yesterday, and Renee Russo was in that. And I, I tweeted this, and there was a typo, and I still got a few likes. That's how I know the joke was funny. But it was like, no one's using the porn name uh, Panay Puso right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think Panay Puso, like, dude, Panay Puso should be my, like, French detective character that I do. Panay, like, it's like, you got to say, uh, like, hello, I am, I am detective Panay Puso. I am here I am to, ins- to inspect the Puso, <laughs> or do, or do, uh, like a, a, a Spanish accent, but you're from Barth- Barcelona, Spain. So you can have that, that list, list on top yeah. of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I am Pene Puso. <laughs> I'm Pene Puso. It, it sounds like you got like... I am from the south of, of Spain. Of yeah, it sounds like I'm chewing my own cum. <laughs> Pene Puso? <laughs> no, I, I think I could pull the French one, though, because my step-grandma was French-Swiss. So I think I can pull off... Like I, I, oh, I, I get the French that accent. That basically makes you the king of fucking France. It makes me the king of... Yeah, like I'm Napoleon over here, dude. <laughs> like... Yes, my step grandma was from Switzerland. Yeah, you, you get how that works, man. Come on, I don't gotta, you know how that works. That's, that's, that's the same story. You know, I got to spell it out here. No, um, no, dude. Okay, so talking porn, though, dude. Um, you have done so a lot of porn, but and you've gone yeah. to the AVN Awards out here in Vegas quite a yeah. bit. And that's one thing I wanted to ask you about because that sounds like a wild party. I've had friends that like comic friends that have gone. And it's like a wild, wild story just for their angle. And I couldn't imagine if you're actually in porn. And I've gone like, I've gone to all the spectrum of parties too. So like I've done like, and, and in spectrums of like relationships, I've been like completely single and I've also been married at them. Right. <laughs> yeah, like the majority yeah, of yeah. them, honestly, the majority of them I've been married or, well, no, I think it's about 50, 50 probably. Like half of them I was married and half of them I was not. Uh, <laughs> so the ones that I was not uh, included shit like uh, we did a party at a place and there was like a long line for the bathroom and I was I just had to pee so bad and then the girl behind me was like, "Can you piss in my mouth?" And I was like, <laughs> we're, like "We're friends." I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm like, we're friends, you know? So it's like, I was like, cool. And then my other homie was like, Hey, while you're pissing in her mouth, I'm going to be fucking her from behind. And I was like, you know whoa, what? Whoa. I think I got a sound drop for yeah. this one. I got a sound drop for this. Cunnilingus and psychiatry brought us to this. <laughs> I, I don't know if that worked. But... 
So like I and I, literally I had I didn't really like because I'm not really into like peeing on, um, yeah. on people. I'll do it, you know, like upon request. Hey, I'm a nice guy. I'm here to please. <laughs> you want me to pee on you, Scott? I'll fucking pee on you. I'll do that for you. Hey, I you know, like, that's good to know if I ever get if I remember in San Diego, I get stung by a jellyfish and I need someone to pee on my leg because I'm dehydrated. You'll pee on my leg on the or hopefully I get Hopefully, I get the jellyfish stings me on the leg, and I just get peed on there. So I wouldn't want to get a jelly sting on jellyfish sting on my on my neck on my face. Right? Hey, can you can you pee on my face real quick? It's, I swear it's a jellyfish. Yeah, I I mean I'll pee on you. So like, hey, she was like, hey, can you? She's like, oh, pee in my mouth, and I was like, stand by because I got about. <laughs> 18 course lights that I'm going to unload inside your yeah. fucking esophagus. Yeah, right I was going to think it's like if you're ta- if you're taking like a long beer piss, man, like that's going to like fill it up. Uh, that's not just like a oh, here's a little cup mouthful of pee like No, this was full like fledged and this was like cuz we had taken so we'd like taken a party bus from one spot to this place. It was like uh what was it? Was it the black door? The back door? The black door. The, the black, black door. door. The black door. It used to be a spot. And so we had all been in this party bus and we're hanging out. And I think I was, see, I think too, like I was like, I was not single at the time. I wasn't married. I don't think Lucy and I were married yet, but I do believe. So like, I was definitely not like trying to fuck this chick. Yeah. You know? yeah, I was, yeah, like, yeah. Hey. I was like, I was like, Hey, but you want me to pee in your mouth? I, I, I got a I got to pee. uh, Uh, They're going to get mad if I do it on the floor. You have a mouth that's be willing to be a piss receptacle. This is like, she went full, like, cause I had, like I said, like, so we went in, like we're on a party bus the whole time on the party bus, the whole time before I am crushing beers the whole time. And so I had to piss bad. I was like, let, I got to go. This is like, like, and then, and then we're waiting in line too. So like we're like you got a fire hose like, stream going. It was like a it was a hydrant coming out, and so she just went laying down in the stream, and then was catching it in her mouth. Meanwhile, my buddy is like diddling there from behind, and I and, and it was a full. It was like a while. It was like a minute and a half piece. Cause like <laughs> you know, like it was crazy, dude. It was so. It was like, and then they they get done, and I kind of like. Watch for a little bit, and then I go. Well, eh, I'm gonna go I, yeah. with everybody else. I can hang out, but yeah, that was go uh, find you a beach towel or something. <laughs> yeah, like no, nah, she was cool with it. She was like so happy, and then like I saw her like later. I'm like, hey, like do you need a mint. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that's a hey. It'd be funny if she you see her like making out all hard or something. I mean, like. <laughs> I think yeah, I think she did, but it was a uh, <laughs> like that was like so that was like a that one like I don't know that was a so that was a no, that was a above average experience, but that was just like yeah, that's a pretty wild. Thing. So I mean, I, that's the first time anyone told a story like that on this show. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> and, and honestly, that was like that's like pretty. I saw like I saw like people get knocked out like standard Vegas shit. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, like yeah. that was like. I've seen like normal Vegas stuff. All the normal Vegas shit. Happens. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of shootings here this summer because they were kind of ramping up before already. Oh, party! I can't wait. <laughs> and only on the strip though. It's always tourists on the strip that come come flexing guns, yeah. shooting around. It's crazy. That's why. 
I stick to off strip, dude. I stay the hard rock, or well, not the hard rock, but Virgin, whatever. That's where they have yeah. You got to come yeah. out. You got to stay at the Red Rock, dude. Red Rock's rules, dude. I mean, Red Rock looks sick. And then where did we stay at last time we were there? Uh, we just stayed at like the fucking like uh, Comfort Inn Suites or some shit. Oh, yeah. Down because down, we, we had it with points or whatever. We stayed down the street and then we just walked. And we walk everywhere because that's like. That's a San Diego thing. You got to walk places, especially our neighborhood. We're in the most hipster neighborhood in the block. But I got so like those three dollar twenty five cent beers you're talking about. That shit don't exist. No, no, yeah, <laughs> that's peasant shit. I mean, there's some stuff around, but it's See, like Vegas is built on the uh, the the pocketbooks of tourists, so locals get the drink for really cheap if not free. Dude, I, when I was at the yeah. casino the other night, the fucking one bartender just kept giving me beers. Was just feeding me, cause like like for free, cause and he was like, ah, it looks like you're gambling. <laughs> just like, but it like, looks like you're cause but it's like he's seen me around there before, cause I go to that sports book a lot, cause I have a a oh, mobile gotcha. account with them, and so it makes. I'm glad they do that because my only gripe about using my mobile account, cause it makes it easy, just to go put some cash in there and gamble for a while on it, and then re up when I want to bet more or cash out when I I'm up or whatever. But like, gotcha. but like it, dude. The the thing i miss when i go get drink uh tickets at the when i buy the tickets at the sportsbook window is they give you drink tickets oh that's the that's how they that's get the, you so when i'm on the mobile i don't get the drink tickets as many but now it's like i know when like the blonde haired dude at fucking uh at suncoast he's, he's like a like a, that's your boy dude he's like a filipino like like uh some i think he's samoan actually he's like a like like real stocky and he's got like oh, yeah, yeah. he's got like a bleach blonde hair, but that guy's bartending. I'm gonna get like half my beers for free. So Sick. yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. That's <laughs> I think if that. I go to the Santa Fe station now, I realize, dude, the one guy at the window there, the it was every time I'd go up to the window, and I'm talking just for like a twenty dollar, ten dollar bet or whatever, you know, like not nothing big. Like he would give me like yeah. five drink tickets, four drink tickets, like each time. Sick. <laughs> dude, that's how you do it, and that's. Hey, that's how I actually, that's how it works in my neighborhood too. Like we go to the same spots all the time and I get like, and like I'm a chef now too. So like you kind of get industry respect. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And shit. So there's that one, but then also that we go there the same spots all the time. So they give like neighborhood discounts everywhere. So like if like everybody takes care of their own, it's just in general. It's you like, know, that's how it was when I lived in downtown LA. Like if you had yeah. downtown residency, they would, uh, they would fucking give you uh, like discounts. Like you had like all day happy hour at a lot of the bars and like and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so, like shit like that. Like that's how they keep because like it's expensive to live here too. This is yeah, like, we're, it's not a big spot, but it's like uh, we've been in the same place though for almost a decade. So Dude, I got. Do you like playing shuffleboard, like the bar game? Oh my! Fa- that's the only one I'm good at. Okay, then I got to take you to Santa Fe Station when you're in town because it's got the coolest shuffle bar. I posted it, I think, on my Instagram, if I'm not mistaken, a little while back. But it's like it hooks, like almost like a fish hook shaped. Oh, word? It's a little, it's not like a J hook? And then there, at the end, there's different colors, like like grid, okay? And then you can look, and there's like football, basketball, baseball, golf. And you can, golf is the funnest one, I think, because it's like you're golfing. 
because you got the little dog leg and stuff. Yeah. And like, and you got to try and land it there. And then like, there's a scoring system for each game. So you can play like baseball innings. You can play, like, you know, like. That's sick. Because the ones that, so they only had them in, I mean, like they don't have them down. They have them one spot down here, but I I think, oh, no, that made it past. It made through. They have one down the street, but it's not like a spot we go to all the time because they don't have food. That's yeah. like the caveat. You need, you need, food. hey, hey, mess, memo to anybody listening, thinking about opening up a joint. If you don't have food, John Taffer of Bar Rescue will throw you under the fucking bus. You better yeah. have food <laughs> if you're going to yeah. be a bar. I, I cannot stand behind this more because, like, not everybody drinks. I don't drink as much anymore. I don't want to always drink. Sometimes I, like, I like going to the casino now and not drinking, you know, because it's like, they have like cool little like uh, the one spot I like going to. Uh, it's, it's like fifteen minutes away, but it's worth it because the other places like I have like one place I like is five minutes away. But dude, this was yeah, like fifteen yeah, yeah. minutes away. But dude, they have the like an incredible bakery there with all kinds oh, of bomb sick. like cheesecake and cookies and all kinds of cool stuff. Like Yo. it's it's amazing. Like so, it's like I I've learned like I plan my casino trips about like what food I so it's like. Oh, I could oh, really like, use a, yeah. It's like oh, I could really yeah. use a stromboli. Well, then I'm going to Red Rock. It's like oh, see that's that's how we that's how we plan. Like yeah, same. Like I don't care about be, like you can get beer, you can get fucking IPA everywhere. Yeah, yeah. All, all that's just I, like, like, What do I want to eat, dude? Like that's the exactly. That's always the key. I'm like, oh, what do I feel like tonight? I also we used to eat it out every night. I got If you like IPAs, the my Westcliff Lodge, that's uh, a fucking ten minute walk from my pad. Um, it's dude. They have a really good IPA menu, but they have some of the best chicken wings I've ever had in my life there. Oh, sick! I fucking I love chicken wings too. That's like my favorite. And like, dude, they have all like I so, make chicken wings on Sunday. They have like eighteen <laughs> different flavors or something like that. Or like they do like the super hot. Right. Like, but I like the garlic parmesan there. Actually, the gar- garlic parmesan wings are fucking awesome there. They're so hell yeah. Good. So good. Oh man, like I could I almost got some last night. I could I could fuck up some of those. I could fuck up uh two <laughs> orders of those right now. Utah. Give me two. <laughs> give me two. Dude, like I he flips the hands too. He flips it, he goes two, he gives the 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 UK the fuck you and then the two. No, because like I, I'm trying to like each guest now, I'm trying to pair them to my favorite spots. And lately I've been saying the same exact spots to everybody where it's like I was like, Oh yeah, go to Westcliff or whatever. Um, yeah. like, but one place is cool too. That's like, I don't know, I think a five, 10 minute drive from my pad is, uh, Charlie down unders. I think I've mentioned, I've definitely mentioned that on oh, word. It's an Australian theme bar. Sick dude. Yeah. Is it just like, <laughs> it's like, it's wacky snakes? on the inside. Like they have all kinds of weird, like, like fake stuff, sharks and stuff. <laughs> like, like it's super weird, dude. It's like, but it's, it's like stereotypical, uh, fucking! It looks like, like a giant, Australia. like a giant tin shack from outside. It really does look like some like, like the place that they all drank at right before the wasteland hit in Mad Max. Gotcha. Like the the, <laughs> like the, the, the bar in Crocodile Dundee while they're yeah. all hanging up. The- Dude, it's it's yeah. it's it's that spot basically. Yeah. Gotcha. It's gotcha. the Vegas version it. of that spot, so it's pretty cool. The Vegas version, yeah, and Vegas version of all those spots is like. Insane. <laughs> I'm also a big fan of PTs. PTs? Well, it's a franchise, and they got PTs Gold, PTs Pub. Uh, 
PT oh, Barnum's. Yeah, they got all kinds of PTs. Arizona Charlie's one of my favorite local casinos. They There's, they have uh they just took out like one of their the bar that was in there or whatever, and it's now a PT's inside the casino. Oh, there. What's the one uh, in Reno? The chain that I love, Bullies, is a bar. It's like a, they might have one in Vegas. I think I they know. do I have one here. I think I, I think there's one in Henderson, if I'm not mistaken. There's probably one in Vegas. Like Bullies is like the first one. I remember going there like as a kid, like after football games and shit with my dad, and then drinking till five a.m. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> so like. I'm going to fuck me a fish. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's like the fish. That's fish fucking time. Uh, yeah. So like, yeah, Bullies is like a good spot. They have killer food. But yeah, that's the thing. If you don't have food at your bar, like I'm not going to go there as often because I can't take my wife with me and she wants to go. Like, we're going to go out. Dude. We're, uh, we're going to go out together. What, the newest. I don't know. Did, was that me? Like that weird background, that sound effect on there? Was that like my maybe. my? Uh, it might have been me. Uh, I don't know. A little delay there. Sorry. I'll try and edit that out. Maybe. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm too lazy to do that. Let's face it. No. Uh, yeah, okay. You're gonna edit some shit. Why? So you can listen to yourself talking. <laughs> no, but there's this bar right by my work because uh, I work in like an industrial area, and it's Got called. It. It's like right around the block from like the Stratosphere, basically. It's called the Hard Hat oh, Lounge, sick. and it was built in like 1958. And they built it because the casinos back then wouldn't let the construction workers that were working on the new hotels and stuff, because they were all dirty and grubby, they wouldn't let them into their fancy casinos back then in the 50s because Sinatra's walking yeah. around. So, <laughs> yes. fucking made him so they built this fucking car. little dive bar in this industrial, which is now the industrial like park area like next to the train tracks and all that. Yep. And uh, so, so it's, ca- it's called the Hard Hat Lounge. It's a fucking awesome, like gritty-ass fucking dive bar, like... <laughs> Super fucking sleazy, but they still have like a killer vegan pizza menu. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you gotta have food at your bar. <laughs> yeah, dude, and that's like, uh, that's like, like that's my plan. I'm just gonna be, I like, so I'm buying a food truck this year. That's like kind of like the master plan. Oh, that sounds fun. And uh, and, uh, and yeah, just park at breweries because it's like a lot of breweries around town they don't have kitchens necessarily <clears throat> but for to have tasting rooms they kind of have to have a place like they always want food so you park a truck there dude you so got to bring the uh the truck out here to vegas and then oh fuck yeah and then uh i'll do like a we'll, i'll put together a live show and that'll be the food option for it well so that was always my so my plan always was like i'm gonna open a restaurant and then have a comedy club in it in the back called Back of the house comedy club. So I, I trademarked that on the so like in case anybody's trying to fucking buy my style, which is fine. It's Beers. a great idea. <laughs> uh, but have a have a so like have a like a, a literally back of the house comedy club, small little narrow room, small dark narrow room. Have that. Here's like, what you got to do with that. You got to create the vibe when you're going to the show, like you're in that scene in Goodfellas. When you're yes. when you're walking through and you're basically like walking through the kitchen so you can go see a show. If you can provide that That's, experience for people, they will come well, back. That, that makes them feel like big shots. That was my whole idea. It was like to have a speakeasy comedy club in the in back, back of, of the a rest- restaurant. Have you heard of the Ding the, Ho? 
Of where? The Ding Ho. It was a Chinese restaurant in Boston, and uh, legendary comic oh. Barry Crimmins used to run a show there. It was like, kind of the same thing. I think it was like I mean more part of the restaurant, but it, it yeah. was like it was like a speakeasy comedy club in a Chinese restaurant kind of thing. Exactly. That's I, I've heard of. I did hear about that. I think I heard like. Uh, like, there's um, a really good documentary called when stand-up stood out about that old boston scene and it's because it's about like how like dennis leary okay. bobcat goldway uh steven wright i mean lenny clark there's so many comics that came out of boston of, at that time yeah like, so like that's kind of like that was my idea i was like oh because because like dude, if you ever worked in the kitchen you know like, the funniest shit has been said in those kitchens the funniest most outrageous shit i've said like the most, I mean, most of the time too. It's just like to just to make people shake, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's when like, I when I worked at the kitchen, uh, when I, I used to do this, like, because like a lot of the people would come in, like they knew I liked movies and entertainment and stuff. Like, uh, have you seen like? Uh, watch, ask me if I've seen a movie, and I'll I'll show you how I would my back of the house Scott would uh, handle that. I, hey, have you ever seen uh, Die Hard, Scott? Is that a gay porno? <laughs> Is it? No? Why the fuck would I want to watch that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's shit like that. Like exactly. Like that that's exactly the mentality. So like I got to the the point because I was a prep cook. I I would uh when people would come back there, they'd be like, Hey, do you know where like the salt's at? Like, I will give the salt to thee if you answer these questions three and I'd act like I was a fucking bridge troll. Like I would tell like, dude, like uh I would be like dancing around and um, like girls would like run to me like, oh my God, you got the greatest Moose Street team. I'm like, you should see me fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the, the real key is you got to get a vape pen and smoke weed in the walk-in freezer if you're working at a restaurant. If you're not vaping, yeah, that's, if you're not vaping that's been, weed in the walk-in, you're just wasting your time working there. Like, uh, It would, it would be like, hey, it'd be like in uh, last one of the last months, I was like, hey man, let me hit you. It was like, let me, because... We had a kitchen that was open, so we, you know, you can, you could see into it, so you could even see into the walk-in, but we'd be in the back. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, see. And then, but then, like, I've been at spots where you just go into the back area and this. My buddy's cousin worked at the movie theater. I, I, God, I want to say I did this once with them. I might not have. I just maybe watched them when I went in there to see a free movie on him. But they used to like basically take the ice machine and like create like a tunnel in it with ice and you could turn it into like an ice bong oh okay it's like an old like 1990s ice machine like yeah my friend chris bivens listens to the show chris um let me know the make a model of ice machine you need to get because he does ice machine repairs what ice machine model do i need to get to make a fucking ice machine bong out of that is, and you know what I want? I want Utah. Give me two. Yeah, give me two of those, man. Give me two, two fucking ice machine bong loads of the head, and I'm good. Now I I miss uh like one. I had another friend that worked at a movie theater that like for like Star Wars Episode Three or whatever. We got to go in and see it like three days early. Like we basically had to wait around oh, in the sick. parking lot in the middle of the night for when the reels got developed, like dropped off, <laughs> and then they have to cut the reels together. So like the movie came out like f- that Friday or whatever. Well, we got to see it like that Tuesday night. Oh, sick. And we just sat oh, there. I remember that, yeah. We sat there, drank like <laughs> fucking an 18 pack each waiting. And then when it was like, they're right, ready for the movie. We're like, well, we had to go get, cause like they let us drink in the movie. They're like, well, we got to go get more beer to watch the movie now. 
Yeah, dude. Like, oh, I, I, I saw those movies. Well, I saw the first one in high school. Or wait, was I in high school? Yeah, I was in high school. And then the other ones, I was in South Carolina in the Navy. Shit, fucking hanging out. Bullshit. Yeah, uh, no, I saw you know, the, the first one. I think when my mom went, about Phantom Menace, or maybe my brother. Yeah, it would be my brother. I forget. They, hey, those movies suck. I don't need to have good memories. <laughs> I, I remember, like, I remember, like, that. Because, like, I understand, like, watching them now and how people are, like, upset at it. But I was, like, it's like 16 or 17 when it came out. The first one came out. So I didn't really, like, I didn't know what the fuck good was, like, necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't, like, a, so it wasn't, I didn't really have any taste. I so, did like the third one, though. I liked Revenge of the Sith. I like that one. I did too. I think I have a Star Wars shirt on right now. Oh, sweet! That is a pretty dope one. It looks like it's a for the listeners. I'm going to describe it. It's like a Vans shirt. It's like a parody of a Vans shirt, but it says Hans, and it's like Han Solo since 1977. And it's got the Millennium Falcon, like where the Vans logo kind of. It's pretty dope. I'm a, I'm a fan of that. Yeah. So bricolage for those of you who are art degree students. Well, for your art, or well, for your art students out there, you know we got a lot of art students that listen to the show. I've been getting a lot of correspondence from. Uh, can you imagine that? Like the snootiest I, hey, art kids. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a art major. You know, so like the snootiest know, art kids on the planet that are just like, oh, I really like listening to that middle aged guy talk about living in the desert and drinking his dick off, like. Because he talks about art every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, he'll occasionally make a to less La Trek reference. So you know it's. Toulouse, Toulouse, excuse me. <laughs> he occasionally will uh, will turn Marlon he, Brando's uh, yeah. name into a, a porno name. Yeah, he can, he can, he can paint a glory hole in a picture that'll really make you think. A glory hole. Yeah, that's right. Glory hole. <laughs> have you ever done a glory I, hole scene before? I have. I actually, I, I just thought about it. I did with. Uh... So you're my first guest that has had his dick. In a glory hole. I want. I, I'm going to make a soundbite out of this. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it was. I know even who it, Presley Maddox was. Uh, who who like? Did you know at the time who was back there, or did you know someone was back there? That could be kind of. Oh, funny. it was like yeah, it was like a setup. Yeah. You know, it was like. There was like it was a it's an interesting sensation though because it's no visual it's all feeling yeah so it's a trip dude like and then and then she was like she's really good at what she was doing so dude that was one of those times you know so like people I I am no hero like I I have a I have a dick and if you touch it it will ejaculate sometimes <laughs> not when it's supposed to. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in porno like you gotta wait you gotta like wait a bunch of time right so uh presley maddox is uh she is fellating me and then we're fucking through this this through the glory glory hole. Hole. no and i was like i was like hey this is this is happening because it wasn't supposed to happen we were like supposed to fuck through the glory hole and then move on to regular sex in a bathroom scene Okay, now did the glory hole have like a, a padding around it? Was oh it like, yeah, there was like a duct tape. It's like a pro. It's the like pro, a pro glory hole because like you see some of those busted up jagged glory holes, and it's like ah, last thing I want to do is stick my dick through one of those. 
no, no, no. It had like duct tape. It was like, I mean, it, it, it was, it was padded. It was, it was for, it was on a porno set. Yeah. Okay. They have a, they have a glory. They, uh, they're called glory hole sets. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that'd be funny if they had some weird name for it though like a fucking uh oh yeah that's the old doo-doo hole set yeah why do you call it doo-doo hole well because glory hole is too obvious now isn't it (laughs) yeah exactly so glory hole set so yeah like so i i remember uh I came too early or not. I mean, I came when I wanted to. That's I, so it's yeah, never, it's never too early. Uh, but uh, we didn't have enough footage. So we had to like pause and wait. And it was like weird and awkward for a minute. But then we did, did it again and it was fine. So like, like the great man, Will Ferrara said, if I come, it's okay. Cause I'll come again. <laughs> oh man. Uh, no, dude. So, okay, yeah. I'm I'm so glad I finally got a guest that's actually done a glory hole work because it's been an it's it's been a real ongoing topic on the show now, and I'm even getting listener emails about them. And so it's like it's it's cool. Like I'm into a glory hole. Like it's a interesting. Like I said, it's all there's no visual really. You're staring at a fucking wall. To me, it's like you can peek over, but the. But then you can't peek over because. Now, have you ever seen one out in the wild? Have you ever seen one out in uh, nature? <laughs> You've been to a, a bar. You're like, hey, that's a no, no. A I, I mean, and I've been to like I've been glory to glory <laughs> I've been to the brass rail like a bunch of times. Like you know, like I've been to spots where glory holes you would think would be a thing. I've never seen one in the wild. I assume uh, when I drive by a certain like uh, like low budget like peep show booth spots uh, there's a like i'm not talking like the ones that have the dancer in them i'm talking the ones that just where dudes go to watch videos it's yeah. like you don't just go there to watch videos you go there to watch videos and get your dick sucked by another dude through a hole in the wall <laughs> yeah basically so that's like what those those are called sticky floor stores because my, my wife sells sex toys yeah to yeah give context yeah. to the listeners uh and so she visit stores all over the country and your wife had a funny tweet a few weeks ago about like her one of the ejaculating fake penis went off during a meeting unexpectedly or something like it's one of those like <laughs> oh man that happens yeah. to me because i think i quote tweeted that was like oh that happens to me all the time at work like <laughs> oh like i mean if you can see this right here oh yeah that's a wall of her, sex toys yeah that's a wall of her favorite butt plugs yeah that's just, that's just butt plugs right there yeah, that's just butt plugs in a built-in. Wow. Oh, there's some cock rings and some other... Like, there's some toys and stuff, but it's mostly butt plugs. Oh, so man, I need to get the Mr. Show cock ring warehouse drop for the cock rings, cock rings, cock rings. That's... Uh... Cock rings? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, like so like... So she's been to sticky floor stores and to like... Not, most of them, the majority, I would say, are like normal retail stores just with fucking dildos. And shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, like pleasure like, chest on Santa Monica and West Hollywood, where it's like that's like a yeah, exactly, trendy yeah, like, like hangout spot, like almost like yeah. Shout out to the uh, to the Adam and Eve store in Hillcrest. How about that? Like all right, like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like so, like they're normal, like regular retail stores, but some are not. <laughs> yeah, no, because uh, here's what kind of started my whole obsession with this is like. Uh, like when I lived in North Hollywood, and this was like, 
early 2013 or something like late 2012 early 2013 when i was over there it was a temporary spot but there was this like sex shop down the street from where i lived and looked it up on yelp and like there was all these like yelp posts about from management being like hey stop talking about the glory hole we shut it down and it's not there anymore we're not doing this and like that Not really, and like it really kind of put a thought in my head of like how fucking funny, like just how funny, like, like this is someone's job having to be like, Hey, look, we got rid of the glory hole. Leave us alone. And like, and so like that began this like comedic fascination with it. And like, I've ran the gauntlet on this show, especially over the last couple like month or so where it's like, uh, I mean, Ed Greer brought in the concept of like, an intergalactic like an interdimensional glory hole where it's like what if oh, you, that would be sick. you stick That'd your dick cool. you're sticking your dick into the past like oh shit imagine like making like just i don't know i don't know. i could i can think of the worst things to say I, you right go now. for it like, i mean uh you know i mean i like i like just being like mad at your mom like you suck this dick mommy i hate you you made me terrible or some shit like that and you could get some real bad some some real bad like aggressive aggressive blowjobs yeah. delivered like, out well and uh it was david bory when he was on like last week and he and i were talking about like well who came first like the glory holer or the glory holy like did someone just walk up to think- a just wait, 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 like you know what? There's a hole here. I'm just gonna kind of hang around here, and if someone comes by, I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna suck your dick." Or if someone like, you know what? There's a hole there. I'm gonna stick hey, my dick I'm in there dick. and just wait for someone to come suck it. <laughs> hey, man, it's just like it's just like. Do you know how? Do you know how gay dudes pick like decide? I didn't. I didn't learn this till like a year ago. But do you know how gay dudes decide if they're tops or bottoms? I, I I've asked a few friends about this, and I've heard like varying responses. What what what, what do you got for me? So for me, from what I heard from my uh, my a good friend of mine, he's like, "Oh, it's easy. Like you grab what you want. So if you're dancing, you grab that ass because you want that ass because you want to fuck that ass. And if you want to fuck and if you want that dick in you, you grab that dick. It? Oh, just grab what you want. I'm like, oh, that duh, makes so it's much that sense. Easy. <laughs> uh, it's that like easy, I asked my buddy uh, Solomon Giorgio, and he was just like, "Oh, I know." Like he's so cocky yeah. about it. He's like, I, I, I can just look at him. The- I know what that. I know who's a bottom. I thought I'm a top. I know who's a bottom. Like it was so. I need to get him on the show to explain that because it was fucking hilarious the way he told that to me. Like that's a good. I mean, that's funny because you just be like, oh, I just fucking know. I mean, I'm I. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't even. But that's the thing is, is like I don't know if like when I was single and shit, like when I was trying to fuck chicks. I didn't know if they were a lesbian or not. I just assumed, oh, you were what I'm trying to fuck. Yeah. yeah and so yeah. that's it. That's it. So like that's so I like I like the I mean, assuming like too, I, I don't think that guys are bumping into each other at coffee shops and then just grabbing dick and being like, oh, hey, you want to hang out? It's like I don't think it's that casual, but it, like in a in a party dance setting, I think that's I mean, like if you're dancing with somebody. How would you know? How would you not know? I, I was like, oh, that's a perfect, that's a perfect way. Hands. Yeah. I don't know what to do with my hand. Grab a dick. I oh, wish I had the, uh, give me some of your boy pussy drop from uh, uh, the movie Animal Factory. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen that? It's yeah. 
Steve Buscemi directed it, and uh, fucking uh, Mickey Rourke plays uh, Edward Furlong's cellmate, and he was like, I'm just waiting for you to give me some of that boa pussy, girl. And like, it's like, <laughs> Mickey Rourke's fucking hilarious in that as like the uh, like the local like prison drag queen. The prison queen. Yeah, like and like Tom Arnold plays like a violent like uh, rapist type dude. Like it's good. Danny Trejo. Oh, Steve Buscemi directed it, it and Steve directed Buscemi directed it, and he plays the warden, which is a fucking awesome like metaphor for a director's job of basically being the warden of the set. And, yeah, just like and then Willem like Def- hurting cats. Like Willem Dafoe plays the like veteran con that takes young Edward Furlong under his arms and like teaches him how to not get raped by guys like Tom Arnold. It's a, it's a dope movie. Oh, word? Yeah, I gotta watch. I'm watching this shit tonight. And John Hurd <laughs> plays the dad of Edward Furlong. Um, I love John Hurd. The late great John Hurd, R.I.P. The dad from Home Alone. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, dude, he is one of my all-time favorite character actors. He is fucking awesome. I think that scene in Big, where he loses his shit on Tom Hanks when they're playing tennis, is oh, one of the most dude. perfectly acted comedic scenes of all time. Because it's like he's he's basically playing the guy who's not in on the joke. He's playing this, you know, this asshole. Yeah, it's, it's so yeah. he he plays it so well, and it's like as a kid, I fucking hated that guy. As an adult, I'm like. And as a as an actor, I'm like, oh my god, that guy, that's an incredible performance. It's, it's dude. Some people would like, I'll watch some stuff and I'll be like, because I think I think I can act, I can I can portray myself well. Let's just put it that way. I can't really act. Like there's some stuff like I've acted and allegedly acted in a bunch of movies and shit like that. It's okay. Then I see real actors do shit. I'm like. I'm trash, son. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I've studied for years and like took like, acting class. Like, it's funny too. Like, in my, the acting class I took, like, a lot of the people are working actors now consistently. Like, Will Weldon was in that class. He's in a movie coming out soon. Uh, Johnny Pemberton was in that class. He's blowing up. Like, he's in all kinds of shit. He was on the show. If you want to go back and listen to that episode, uh, uh, like, I mean. It's crazy though. I was like, who, like, who's all in that class? Like, Weldon, Pemberton, Davy Johnson. He's on all kinds of commercials. Uh, it's just weird, you know. Like, I, I got kind of lucky there for a while, where I booked like two commercials on like back to back months. And oh, I was, sick. and I was like, oh, dude, this is I'm gonna just I'm this, this is gonna either, keep bro. happening forever. Ever. <laughs> And then it wasn't for like another year and a half that I didn't even get another audition. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I got a reel now. <laughs> like, what do you guys want? And then, yeah, I got a reel. But oh, I am, uh, I am going to be in something coming up in a few months where I am in the uh, ESPN Thirty for Thirty. I'm featured as one of the interviews for the American Gladiators ESPN Thirty for Thirty. So I'm going to be in. Oh there. no shit! No shit! That's yeah. sick. Yeah. So that's fucking sick because. Those shows are, for one, they're, like, amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, high prestige. It's my friend Ben Berman directed it. He was on episode eight, I believe. Uh, he He's, like, every cool acting gig I've ever got has basically been through him. Like, I, like both those commercials I did were, like, he, he got me. And it's, like, like I can say, like, yeah, he hooked me up. But, it's like, I definitely had to pass the producers to get these part, plots in a lot of situations. Yeah. Well, that's how, dude, that's how fucking everything is, dude. It's your boy hooks you up and you do a good job. The thing is, yeah, your boy yeah. recommends you for it, but then you got to still do it. Like, you, yeah, exactly. You can't just like, like I, so like I actually just got a new job today. Uh, 
like so like it's not like public or whatever but I, I don't know, but, uh but like yeah i got a new job today based off just like literally like it's my my a guy who knows me forever is the chef is the exec and he's like hey i want this guy on the team yeah I mean, him, I got yeah so i got like a new job at, at international smoke it's uh michael mina and fucking um Steph Curry's wife. I don't know. I can't remember her name, but she's like the. So I'm like, I'm in the sports world Stephanie now. Basically, me and, Steph, me and Steph Curry basically are like boys now. That's pretty cool, dude. That's pretty. Yeah. Yeah, we got to get him. I got to get him on the show now. Yeah. So I'll, I'll hit up Steph Curry. I'll just be like, hey, dude, you want to do my boy Scott's podcast? Yeah. I you want to go down to Vegas? Hang out. We'll, 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 hey, you want to go down to Vegas? Scott knows a good $4 steak and eggs diner. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife owns a chain of, or uh, like a, a restaurant group that's you know forty, fifty restaurants underneath it. But hey, yeah, I, I got to show you some really cheap. No, like uh, Arizona Charlie's, the Sourdough Cafe Diner in Arizona Charlie's Casino Hotel. It's like a fucking dingy ass kind of spot, but dude, they have the best fucking twenty four hour breakfast there, and it's like four dollars steak and eggs, dude. It's so good. I, I love, and that's like the best. Like if it's twenty four, we had a spot in Washington that we went to all the time. There's like spots in Reno. It's like or like twenty four hours guaranteed fire. And you know what's in that parking lot too? It's crazy. Is I've never seen this before in California. Like growing up in California, never saw this, and it's the only place I've seen this out here. But it's a to-go bar. Oh, word! So, dude, like they have like, like they have beer taps and you know bottles and cocktails and everything. But they also have like shelves, like a liquor store and fridges, so that like, you can walk in and like, dude. There, I, when I was there one time, I, I don't, I've only been there like twice, but I was in there and like, dude comes walking in. He's like, hey. Put it on my tab. He just goes and grabs a six pack out of their cooler, walks out with it. He's like, throw it on my tab. But this place is like low budget, like Shadesville kind of. But it's pretty cool. I love dude. a low budget Shady spot. Dude. Yeah. It's next to an Every adult daycare center, which at first I was like, what the fuck's an adult daycare center? But then I realized it's like you kind of have to have places like this out here in the desert. It's like a kind of like a place where homeless people can hang out during the day and when it's too hot and like. Be in the oh, AC. Oh, okay. There's like games and books and TV for them. To, you know, there's like shit for them to do. So it's like they're not just fucking like beaten down by the elements all day. And there's like shuttle buses that take them to the food banks and like to the different places to get resources and like like doctor's well, appointments cool. and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's a that's an idea. That's a fucking dude. That's it's that's a gnarly. Well, like I mean, there's a topic. Like I couldn't even I couldn't even like a solution wise because it's down here. Cause we live in the neighborhood. We got neighborhood people that live on the street that I have known for a better part of a decade. Yeah. They're right? still your neighbors. You know, a lot of people don't like yeah, to, they're my neighbors, you know? So like, but then, but there's like a new, it's like a whole new influx of all this other. It's, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic. Well, like, I don't even like the, the as a homeless situation. Homeless. Well, like the situation here in Southern Nevada is a lot different than it is in Southern California with the homeless situation. But I'll say this, uh, I don't want to sound too insensitive or anything before we get going, but like the, I've said this on the show before, kind of like it's the homeless here are a different type of breed because it gets really cold in the winter and really hot in the summer. And if you can survive that, that like there's like a battle hardened, like survival of the elements type, like, 
Like, like these are the people that are like the straight descendants of like Clint Eastwood's character from spaghetti Western movies, like just <laughs> living off the land. You know, I can they handle truly these are elements. Like, yeah, they're like one of the land. Yeah, like yeah. it's, which you know, like I, I just hope you know, it's like it's, it's to me what I, it's just so sad to me. It's like how many people are dying of exposure and stuff like this. It's totally preventable, and like, like there's a program in L.A. County right now, I think, where it's like. They're spending like all this money trying to refurbish hotel rooms for people, kind of thing. Where it's just like, dude, you know how much hotels cost? It's like, just fucking like get them. Like, you can just get them an apartment for like a third of that cost. Why are you doing this the most yeah, expensive I, way possible? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I like I don't know. Like, I thought of an idea. Okay, so this is like fuck. I was like, I was high on mushrooms when I thought of this idea. But this is an idea. It's totally like fantasy world, and it would be, it would take like an insane amount of effort and coordination. But it could kind of work. But if you had a, let's just say, it would be like as quick. The thirty second pitch of it would be a campground ran by people, like ran by like uh, drug rehab type people. Let's just say counselors, a, a, a campground ran by counselors where people could live. They would work jobs in restaurant industries as far as like the low level, like uh, dishwashers, you know, custodians, whatever job they can do. Um, that kind of like pro- get that kind of work program going in and then build up from campground to house to like or to like to like mutual living facility, whether that be like a a communal house or some shit like that than to like just on their own, like kind of a pathway to that. And then have like strict guidelines. Like, well, like the, the gross, <laughs> the gross thing of what's happening in like LA County right now is how they tear down rent controlled apartment buildings and build these luxury apartments. And they only have like five to 10% occupancy. And the rest of them is all bought out by like big real estate companies and are used as Airbnbs. So it's just yeah. like like there there is plenty of housing for people. It's just a certain group of people are hoarding it and fucking trying to like get like literally the most dollar per day, where it's like out of the that's square footage. Square footage yeah. Where it's just like Jesus fucking Christ. Like I mean, people need places to live. Where like like and it's funny to me when people are like, well, move somewhere else where you can afford it. But it's like there's not always jobs everywhere. Like what if your job's here? or or it, one of the crazy things about Vegas right now is like childcare. I don't have kids, but childcare is three times, uh, on average, three times more than most uh, rent places. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because it's crazy. Like it's hard to get someone to take so care much. of your kids here. Like it's almost impossible. Yeah. Like everybody's a fucking drunk degenerate. And so like, <laughs> and I have a uh, there's a girl I know who's an activist that I want. I'm going to get her on the show soon to talk about this problem because it's like. It, it's something you don't think, especially if you don't have kids, you don't think about much. But there, there should be no scenario where childcare costs three times as much as because what that forces parents into, especially if it's like a single mother situation, where it forces them into a situation where they don't have the ability to take a better job necessarily because they need the flexibility for the childcare. Yeah, it's it's a weird. I've 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 seen it at like at multiple phases of of. Of, industry, of different industries too. It's just like, it's such a weird chasm and, and like, there's no, there's like no, and there's no basic plan. There's no, there's no like idea. Nobody has any like 
And that's the problem. Like, like, like just, just make it expensive. And I think, you know, like I'm for universal health care and I really feel like that should include child care. That should include senior care. That yeah, dude. Like, cause, cause we need dude, to make sure like, so people what, are taken care of when they're young and when they're older. And if we're expecting like parents now, because everything's so expensive to have to work three jobs and make it all possible, or, you know, like you have to have three, four incomes between two, uh, between a married couple just to be able to raise two kids. It's like, well, yeah. if that's going to be the situation, then like, why, why is our taxes? Like, I mean, I'm not going to get too hard. It, but, like, why does our taxes keep fucking buying missiles for like bullshit stuff that we don't need to be giving them to other countries instead of like actually taking care of like our next generation. Cause we're going to be, we're going to be raising a, a generation of kids coming up here. Like I'm not talking like, like, cause I guess I'm a late gen Xer geriatric millennial or whatever i don't know like i'm like the, either the last year of gen x or the first year of millennial and so yeah, i'm like i'm right there same same wheelhouse i was born too. in 79 i guess that makes me gen x i never identified with gen x i guess you're like yeah you're like the old you're like because i'm because i always thought because i'm 83 so like because like, Lollapalooza was basically over by the time i got my driver's license so it's hard for me to say <laughs> that that, right? <laughs> that that i'm a gen xer <laughs> yeah you're not like gen you're like you're not like you don't have a. Uh, uh, I went to Lollapalooza, but I was only fifteen or anything like that. <laughs> exactly, dude. Like I mean, I'm into the BC boys, but a lot of people are from a couple different age groups. I, I don't know. It's I don't like, but like, dude, like the Zoom. Like I'm talking like the generation like after the Zoomers right now, who are just starting to come into their yeah. adulthood. Like that next generation, they are so royally fucked. Like it's not like so so many things are just off the table right away. Like. You know, it, with, like, dude, healthcare is just a nightmare. And it's, 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 oh, God. And, like, I've been having some medical issues. And, dude, I have good insurance that I can afford. And it's still, like, I might have to take a second job on to pay it off. Damn. That shit, it's crazy. Like, yeah, I, I, I sprained my knee last year, last fall. And I was, I, I have insurance, too. I have good insurance. Like I had, it for, I had it. And yeah, I it's like, like, isn't that what we were told our whole lives? Like, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. This is the plan. You got to get the yeah, good insurance. You got to get this job. You got to get the security, and you do all those things, and it's still not enough today. It's not. It's like it doesn't even cover. Like, even I just did a. The only thing I did was like I did a video call, and like they're like, that's crazy expensive. I'm like, that's insane. Like, why am I paying this insurance? Because in the navy. I got like kind of spoiled because it, people are like, "Oh, government health care is bullshit." I was like, "Dude, I was in the Navy. I had every all my shots that I ever needed. I had if I got sick, I just went to a spot and they were like, "Here, you're sick. Do this." I broke my wrist a couple times. Did some of this. Did some of that. Like, I had well, all kinds of shit. You know, it's funny because like stuff like universal health care is really popular amongst military people because of that like like the like, like when people were saying like they're hating on bernie sanders for universal health care and for um like like student loan like free college like free free state and community college where it's I like got those things it's like i got the gi bill yeah the, the, got paid to go to school mili- <laughs> military people are very on board with those things so it's like where they're thinking like Oh, they're never going to go for like quote unquote socialist policies like that's like no, they want everybody else to have that too. <laughs> yeah, dude, I had that. That's what I had. Like I had to go into the navy and to do it, but like I had free healthcare the whole time I was in there because it was my it was like job shit and I got free tuition because I got the GI bill and it's like they're granted like 
but that's an example of it. Like the example of it is me. And I had it like, it was sick having free healthcare. And then, or like, yeah, I didn't have to worry about it. It was never a thing I had to worry about. Now it's like sketch. Cause like, even now I got a new job today, but then, but my health insurance, it goes away for like a couple months. It doesn't and come in. Go back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, and now too, like, and like now I'm like, Oh shit, I really like my dentist now. Am I going to be able to have the same dentist? I don't know. Under that plan. And I have like, so there's like, it's still like in, but if it was like automatic and, and covered and shit, I wouldn't, like these are things that were deterring me from like pursuing my dreams and like making more money elsewhere. Cause I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do that because like, I don't want to do comedy because like, then I can't do, I won't get health insurance. And yeah. how the fuck am I going to pay for this? Unless that. you get on SAG, unless you get SAG eligible and go on SAG, I'm SAG eligible, but the dues and the insurance are way too much for the work I get through it. So it's not quite worth yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it doesn't make sense. So it, these, all these like little things that would be, especially for like artists, as I consider myself an artist, just because I've fucking done a lot of art. Yeah, so yeah. I to, to pigeonhole myself into one thing. It takes some real art to pee in a woman's mouth randomly. <laughs> hey, man, you got to pee in a mouth and like tell the fucking dick joke and then make a steak every once in a while. And then you're a fucking artist. Then you're a real art. I, you know, I've never, I, so, I don't pee in mouths. I, I got like two out of three other. <laughs> yeah. So you got to up your game. Pee in a, pee you got to start going around peeing in mouths at random party. No, but like, dude, I, so, I, I love how we went from like peeing in mouths, glory holes, to like like a serious discussion about health government universal healthcare. healthcare but it makes <laughs> sense though because like the, then like if i didn't have to worry about that think of how much more art i could cr- create well think not of just how many that. more mouths i could pee in just think in of terms how of many like, more mouths i could pee in when you tie healthcare to employment the problem with this system is is you always hear people say well just get a new job if you don't like it that's not always the case when your insurance and like your kids insurance is all tied up to this but if you don't have to worry about that, you can legit do the thing that wants that you want to make you happy. You know, exactly. the, the thing that, that'll make that, you that the happiest more... and not just the thing that you need for insurance. And that's the crock yeah. of shit of the system. Like we we don't we don't have to have this greedy system. And there's something about this country. I don't know what it is. I don't know if other pe- people in other countries. I know I have listeners overseas in Europe and Australia and stuff. So if you guys want to email me, luckstopshearpodcast at gmail.com, let me know if there's people out there in your places that assume like if you're getting healthcare that it takes away from them somehow. I, I, I don't get these people that are like, well, we can't like raise minimum wage because that takes away from me. something. no, it doesn't. It only makes everybody's really? life better because like all these underpaid employees that are pissed off all the time are not much easier to deal with when you go to their place. Like now that person, like the person that you think, like you, whatever position out there that you think doesn't deserve a certain wage, guess what they do. And you would be have much better interactions with them if they paid them a wage that they should care about. <laughs> Absolutely. Like dude, like could people like, why is this person so miserable at the shop? I'm like, cause they have to do it and they don't want to fucking do it. Yeah. Like they have to though. Like I and, worked like, at seven so, like, eleven for a while, dude. And like that's not a lot of fun, dude, for twelve bucks an hour, the shit you gotta yeah. put up with, dude. And so like at a certain point, like I'll never forget one guy came in and accused the store of racial profiling his daughter the other day. We had a policy, no backpacks because of the, we were right by two yeah. schools and kids would come in with their backpacks all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a whole thing. And so I was just like, I'm like, man, dude, it's not my rule. I'm all, I don't even know if I was here that day. Like, dude, leave me. And he's, I'm all, was it me? You know, like, like, fuck dude. Like you're going to like, you're going to get all like, Why are you hassling me? like, like dude, like, like, 
like I'm and I'm on this. I'm on your side in the civil rights struggle, dude. But it's like, dude, I'm, and like finally the guy like behind him and like this, like one of the regulars behind him in line is like, dude, the guy makes fucking minimum wage. Leave him alone, right? <laughs> like, like, dude, like yeah, you can't be like you can't be hating like especially like. I, I told him I, I can write down your number and have my owner call you and you can talk to, to talk to the owner about it. And it's just yeah. like, no, I want I don't want to talk to the person who put the policy in place. I want to per, do, do the person that's just trying to cling to a job. You know, yeah, like exactly. I want to fuck like, with them. Like, like, dude, don't you work? Don't you have a boss that sucks? That makes you do shit that you don't like to do all day. Yeah, like, I put, put yourself in that situation. That's most people. Yeah, and it's like day. occasionally someone fucking diarrhea is down their leg in the store and I have to fucking mop that up. That's not a good day. Dude, no, that, that didn't actually happen. But one guy was like, cause like we had an uh, employee only bathroom for good reason. Didn't have a lock on it. Like the lock was busted yeah. on it. And uh, we had, it was like a storage area with all kinds of like chemicals and like cleaning equipment. So it's just like, yeah, you're yeah, not going to yeah. let people back in there. And this guy comes in like, um, you need to use your bathroom. I'm like, oh, yeah, we don't have a public restroom. He's like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's one at Gelson's across the street. You want to go over there? And then he's just like, uh, what if I have to go right now and there's an emergency? I'm like, fucking better hurry up, dude. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you're not doing that here. He's like, so what would happen right now if I just went diarrhea down my leg all over the floor? I'm all, I would have to clean it up. But before I did... I would threaten you with violence and make you clean it up. Most likely like, and it's like, you're not going to use the bathroom. And if you have, and honestly, who has to go that bad and is sitting there wanting to debate whether or not, uh, they should be allowed public bathroom access to a private bathroom. Yeah. And I get I dude, like, cool. I'm out of here. And I get like a lot of, spot. a lot of these, no public bathroom spots. It's strictly like anti-homeless fucking like, hate. I get that. And that's fucked up. But it's like, dude, like like, like in that situation where like, hey, you don't know what our bathroom situation is. It's storage yeah. with no lock on it. Sorry, I can't let you back there. Only people I let back there were cops because that was a deal my boss had worked out with them. They kind of helped keep an eye on the store. And that was it. But it's like, dude, yeah. like, like, I'm sorry. And like, hey, they know the cops come in pairs and they watch the door for each other because there's a, no fucking lock on it. We've worked this out with them. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's so, and like, the, just the way this guy was so nonchalant, like, it was in Silver Lake, so of course, he was a fucking asshole. But it was just like, it was just so funny to me, like, well, if I do diarrhea right here on the floor, what's going to happen? I'm like, I guess I'd have to mop it up, but I'm going to hand you the mop first and see what yeah. kind of free diarrhea labor I can get out of you. Yeah. I had, I've had, like, people fucking throw up. I had two girls, both, uh, costume party for some reason both dressed up as wednesday adams throw up in the fucking middle of the dining room oh like God. and i've been like like one girl like our our menio that was working for us at the front of the house she's like she, the girl came up to her and was like hey can i have a to-go bag and she's like oh yeah sure she gave her to go bag and then the girl threw up in the fucking to-go bag and then and then and then and there's people arguing that this that this person is having to deal with this person only deserves two dollars and thirty four cents an hour because they they get tips or whatever. You know, it's just it's, they get tips. They it's get tips such a crock of shit that like, like I don't know why what happened. In the I guess it's this the propaganda in this country, but it's just this whole people want to blame the poor for wanting a little bit more, 
than the rich for hoarding obscene amounts of wealth. Like if you look at like how the top billionaires in this country made trillions of dollars com- during the pandemic, that should yeah. tell you how fucked up everything is right now. And like, like and, I just made, I made hundreds of dollars. But I no, mean, the person like, making ten dollars an hour that wants fifteen an hour is the fucking devil, not the CEO yeah. that gives himself a five million dollar raise every year. Like these CEOs get huge raises every year, no matter what the what the company does. If they do fuck, if they fuck up really at their job, they just get a huge pay like buyout, and then they get and then they get to go be a CEO and fuck it up somewhere else. Because like, like it's. <laughs> It's absolutely insane. Like no one has fails as much in this country as CEOs do. It's absolutely mind blowing. I think I got to get oh, out on that note because we're about around time right now. Yeah, I got to go to the weed store anyway. Dude, cool, dude, Brian. Thank you so much. Is there anything you want to plug, dude? Anything you got coming? Uh, up? yeah, actually, um, yeah. So just just follow me on Instagram, uh, Thirst Traps. I'd be posting them all day. <laughs> so uh, at Brian Street Team, uh, and then uh, follow my A. Follow my food truck Instagram if you want. It's funky underscore gringo. Uh, funky underscore gringo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's my. Uh, I don't follow my, that. My, I will follow that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, funky underscore gringo Brian Street team, and then uh, keep keep in line for updates. Uh, yeah, and some movies and shit like that are coming out. Uh, they're pretty cool. They'll so like I will be posting. Like I said, I. And I think uh, I think I was in an I was in an extra uh, the out of the four of uh extra like feature extra stuff I did in the porn movies I think you were in three of them. Probably was I think yeah I, I, I think, think the I'm only gone. one you were in with me was the taxi driver one I did but that one was oh that's right yeah because I I wasn't in that one I had that a speaking role in, in that that was pretty cool but that was a, that's one of my favorite pornos too like but yeah <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, just hit me up. Uh, hit me on Instagram. Say hi. What's up? Say say you found me from See, fucking. You know what the coolest part about that was is I fucking got uh, one day when I was not shooting on set, but I was on set anyway for that because I was there for the weekend with Dan. Um, I got really stoned with Evan Stone and Tom Byron. I mean, we, That's we, fucking cool. We smoked like yeah. fucking four or five joints together, sitting around with like these like other, like these some of these like like, it was, like these like cokehead like produce, guys that put up the money for the movie or whatever. And like, like they were just like, and uh, Evan Stone and Tom Byron were just like swapping like old school porn stories back and forth, and it just blew my so mind. Sad. Like I was like, dude, these guys are the coolest. Tom, and Tom seriously is one of the nicest, coolest guys I've ever met. Like he, I dude, those get, guys are both like gentlemen. Yeah, they, they really are. Like they're like, it was so cool. I'm like, it's funny because it's just like, like and yourself, like most dudes I know that have worked in porn, it's like they know they don't have anything to prove. It's so much different than all these like dudes that are trying to like. <laughs> prove how cool they are it's like nah dude i fucking get my dick wet on camera i'm cooler right. than you dude i don't need to prove it like it's uh it's great so yeah uh everybody right. thank you so much for listening to this one and uh, i'll say goodbye to you off the air brian um and oh, yeah. make sure you follow the show on twitter and uh, instagram at luxops pod and also i mentioned the patreon uh yeah we could use a lot of help with that right now uh i'm doing a whole i'm working on a entire like series I think it's going to be 10 parts. It might even be 15 parts, dude, the more work I'm putting on this. But I'm doing like the entire history of the mafia in the United States. From like oh, Sicilian immigrants yeah. in New Orleans to the five families in New York to how Johnny Torrio and Al Capone left Brooklyn and went to Chicago and started the outfit. Like all of it. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Hell yeah. And I've been doing the, I've been reading books about this shit for years. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, I should do something investigative like 
kind of shit for the show. And then I was like, you know, what about what? What have you read the most about over the years? Because that's less research you have to do. <laughs> You've already been doing this research. So I've been rereading the uh, Wise Guy, the book that Goodfellas is based on. That's great. And I read The Outfit by Gus Russo about Chicago. It, it It's a lot of work, but I'm hoping th- this Patreon thing will pay off for it. And there's already my drunk uh, Kennedy assassination theories on there. So, Hell yeah. And I got bonus interviews with a lot of the comedians, drunk drinking panels, all kinds of stuff. So get over there and subscribe and uh, request me to do shit, and I will do it for you. Thank you so much, everybody, and I will see you next week. Uh, who do I, got? I got Carl Hess, who just came back from a three-month fucking fiesta in Mexico. So we'll see how that went for him. And then I got Chloe Evans coming in. Uh, she had her this girl. Like this is a really funny story. Uh, her mom uh, like stashed away a Cabbage Patch Kid birth certificate from when they were kids thinking the Cabbage Patch Kids were going to be worth a lot of money in the future so you keep the birth certificate and then her older sister found it when she was like 15 in the filing cabinet thinking her mom hit a brother from them (laughs) so we're going to get into that story (laughs) we got a lot of fun stuff coming up I got more good guests coming up later in the month like Lauren Ashley Bishop uh, Virginia Jones um, who else do I got uh, and Willie, Ro- my friend Willie Roberts of the Real Sci-Fi Podcast, who g- gave me my first Kennedy assassination public speaking gig. So, thank you so much, everybody. I'll be back next week. Bye bye. <laughs>